There are, on average, 1,200 tornadoes that devastate the U.S. each year. They usually hit with less than 15 minutes of warning. But what if we could find a way to detect them earlier? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is staff reporter Aaron Carson. So as part of CNET's road trip series, you looked at how people are building a better early detection system for tornadoes. What did you find? So researchers are working with this idea that tornadoes make sounds that exist below the range of human hearing, which is called infrasound, when they touch down. And this matters because meteorologists... um, they don't always know when a tornado is actually on the ground unless someone sees it. So they're kind of hoping that if we can incorporate this technology into our current systems, this could help give people a lot more advanced warning than they have now. And is this, um, you know, you always talk about how dogs can sort of sense tornadoes. Is that, is that the same principle or is that just sort of like a, a different wives tale? Um, I, you know, that is a particular bit that I would not say came up in <laughs> my uh, interviews, but, but yeah, I mean, there, there is that idea that, you know, um, there's this like spectrum of, of frequency, right? And so this infrasound is, uh, you know, below 20 hertz, basically. So something that you or I, you know, can't really pick up on. And so tell me a little bit about how that would work. Like what, in terms of a installing a system that would detect this infrasound, what would that look like? What would that consist of? The way that this kind of looks right now is researchers have been putting out these arrays of mics and uh, essentially like the mics, it all looks a little bit like if you had a tin can and you put a upside down plastic mixing bowl over the top and you had some like garden hoses running out the sides. Uh, and, And many of these mics kind of constitute an array. And really you've got the microphone, you've got a GPS, a data acquisition device, windscreens, that sort of thing. And so, you know, kind of in this, in this research phase, they have these arrays set up in some various, you know, parts around the country um, that can help listen for and record these signatures and give them other additional information about, you know, for example, which direction the storm is moving and, and whatnot. Okay, so assuming the system is in place and actually works as advertised or as promised, uh, how much more time or how much more warning or uh, do we actually get uh, in in the case of an incoming tornado? You know, researchers aren't putting it in terms of time just yet because the speed at which tornadoes move is is kind of variable, right? So a tornado can actually move up to 60 miles per hour, which is a little terrifying, you know, (laughs) when do you think about it? Um, But scientists at the University of Mississippi, they put out some research earlier in the year that was saying that they've been able to uh, get these signatures up to 50 miles away. And so, you know, really the thing about tornadoes is that every minute counts. And so the sooner that you know for sure that a tornado is on the ground, the sooner that you can tell people. Got it. And the, the idea of detecting infrasound, these, these sound waves that you know, humans can't detect, like how do they even figure that out? How does one wake up and go, oh, I'm going to start listening for tornadoes? Uh, So the origin story of all of this actually goes back to the 70s. Infrasound was one of four technologies that was picked to help monitor for illegal nuclear bomb tests as part of the nuclear test ban treaty. And so there was all this funding to look into basically what else can we use this for? And a lot of the subsequent research that's come 
you know, in the past um, several decades has looked into what they call geophysical hazard mitigation <laughs> and uh, tornado warnings or monitoring the intensity of hurricanes or even listening for meteors exploding in atmosphere. All of that kind of falls into that category. Got it. And, and uh, this technology, how does it differ from what we're currently using? Right, I, think, I believe it's the Doppler system, but just for our listeners who aren't, you know, weather nerds, like how, how does it work now? The main thing that we're relying on is Doppler radar. Um, and there's, you know, radar kind of scattered all around the, the country that helps us know what basically what the weather is going to be. Um, and, but the, the thing here is that when you're, let's say that you have a, a night where there's, you know, tornadic activity, Doppler can help you look out for something called a hook echo that could possibly indicate a tornado. You can also use it to look for rotation at different levels of the atmosphere. And you can also use it to look out for something called a debris ball, which is another like pretty good indicator that uh, there's a tornado on the ground. However, uh, in most cases, you don't know 100% for sure that there's a tornado on the ground unless someone has actually like laid eyes on it. And that can be a tornado spotter or a civilian. Uh, but really what meteorologists are looking for here is what they call ground truth. And as, as good as Doppler is, we don't get ground truth from Doppler radar. And just a bit of context in terms of the damage that tornadoes cause. I mean, what is sort of the estimate for how much this is actually costing us? So, uh, in 2019, for example, uh, the economic impact of tornado damage was about $3.1 billion. Um, and in terms of lives, tornadoes uh, kill about 70 people every year. Wow. Well, all right. So, yeah, any bit of extra warning would be helpful. Uh, in terms of, I know a lot of this is kind of in early stages, but can you talk a little bit about what or where some of this stuff is being deployed or tested? So the researchers that I spoke with are at Oklahoma State University and the University of Mississippi. And so they have arrays uh, on campus at Oklahoma State and also uh, in kind of parts of the southeast, like northern Alabama and Mississippi. And in particular, uh, this is of interest to like researchers and folks in the southeastern United States. Um, because the tornadoes here, while you might mostly think of tornadoes as happening in, in Tornado Alley, kind of, you know, in, in the Midwest, uh, the tornadoes that happen in the southeast are actually more deadly because they tend to occur at night and kind of the geographic terrain makes it a lot harder to, to actually spot them. And so, uh, so yeah, so there's kind of a, a concentration of, of research looking into how these arrays could, could improve uh, running times for yeah those of us who live in the southeast uh, portion of the country. And uh, I mean, you think this is something that will be deployed broadly, or is it still too early to say? Like, where where are we in the testing and deployment process here? One of the kind of big uh, final hurdles that researchers have to get past is just the fact that so far they're not exactly sure what it is that makes that sound. They don't know the mechanics of it. And that's something that you want to know before you say, hey, let's, you know, launch this like huge <laughs> uh, system. 
but they're doing a lot of work to, you know, rule uh, various other things out to make sure that there are, for example, no storms that develop tornadoes that don't emit the sound or that it's not something else like wind or thunder or, or whatever. Um, and so kind of where it stands is it's somewhat a little bit paused right now because of the pandemic as is, you know, affects a lot of different things. And so they haven't uh, this year been, been um, able to kind of do as much of the research and put out a raise as, as they have. Um, but Roger Waxler, who is one of the researchers at Ole Miss, you know, wants or would like to see this as something that gets deployed within a matter of, of years. Gotcha. And then just, uh, you know, with Bro Trip, I know this is a project where the writers tend to come up with their own pitches. I'm curious how you came up with the idea of, of writing about tornadoes. Yeah. So I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which has over the years seen its share of really kind of violent, uh, deadly, you know, run-ins with, with tornadoes and have a lot of like vivid memories of crazy violent storms, uh, from childhood. But, but in particular this past March, like the first week of March, there were tornadoes that just ripped through the city. Um, and 25 people died. And it was just one of the, one of like the worst incidents or occurrences of, of tornadoes that we'd had in a long time. I think across the state, about 10 uh, touched down that night. And so that kind of set me on a path of, of you know, looking into uh, where we stand with tornado tech, because when you talk to people, a really common refrain is that they just didn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, before, you know, they, they knew that it was happening and when they sought shelter. And so I was kind of curious to see, like, well, why is that <laughs> exactly? All right. Well, thank you. And, and hopefully this system does get deployed uh, sooner rather than later. Aaron, thanks for your time. If you have any questions about tornadoes or these early warning systems, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out Aaron's stories on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.